Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two here on the Home Improvement Show here on KMOX, Saturday at your service. Everybody's here trying to help you out. The Home Improvement Show is no different, my friends. Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby today. Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts, he is here helping us out. Going to answer all your questions and query about home improvements, home remodeling. You name it, this guy knows it all. He was lying earlier. He knows it all. <laughs> 436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. If you want to get on, we're more than happy to have you. And uh, we have some time for open phone lines. I appreciate everybody uh, and hanging on here. I do have one thing I do want to say before we go back to phones. Today's my son's birthday. He's 14 years old. He's going to high school next year. I feel so old. There you go. <laughs> well, happy he's, birthday to your son. That's right. He's going to be driving in a year and a half. Yeah, it's, well, it's, you, know, you know, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's go back to phones and talk to Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. You're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Hi, this is Jacqueline. I have a question for you. With all this talking about the uh, rainwater in the basement, I also, just the last two times when it rained terribly, started experiencing flooding in my basement. But this is what I found. You know how when people come and do termites and they drill those holes outside of your foundation and in the basement? Mm -hmm. And I had that done like years ago. Well, when I was down there mopping and trying to keep up with the water coming in, it was coming up through those holes. Like the plug came out of, I guess they put a plug in after they drill holes and put in the termite stuff. Right. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Oh, sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. So what can I, instead of do, and I don't have a sump pump. My house is older. I live in Florissant. And so what should I do? Can I fill those? I mean, at the time, I temporarily put, like, some regular caulking down in there, and it kind of, like, stopped it. But how do I permanently take care of that? Uh, There is a uh, concrete product to try to fill those kind of holes. Um, I will will tell you that it's not going to last forever because it is a plug. No matter what, it's not as good as having the the original concrete in there. Um, Uh Is your basement finished now? It's finished, yes. It is? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so, where in, where have the there's holes? Only like, there's only, like, a certain area, a certain corner in my basement where I see that it's coming in. It's not coming in, like, all over the basement, but I actually used to have carpeting. Took the carpeting up last time it rained so bad and just have tile down. Mm-hmm. And when I noticed how it was seeping up through this certain area, I pulled that tile back, and, I mean, I seen the hole... And I could see it was just gushing out of the hole like a oh, like sure. oil, but it wasn't black oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't right. <laughs> Jeff's right. a millionaire. Yeah. Um, the so basically, again, it's a hydrostatic pressure type of thing. So water's getting in underneath the the footings, and it's push, uh-huh. pushing up on the floor. And what it's done okay. is it's just pushed those plugs out. So uh, there is, a, as I said, there is a uh, patch material you can get. Uh, that's designed specifically for water type of applications. Um, it will buy you years of service, I would suspect. Okay. Okay. And what is that? Um, I'm I'm trying to remember the name right now, and I'm, my mind has just gone blank. So, 
Uh, if you want to call our office, you can call us at 314-909-1800, and, uh, and we'll get to you that answer. And I, I'm sorry, I just can't remember it right now. 909-1800. Correct. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Jacqueline. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Let's talk to Denny. Denny, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Yeah, I called about just what she's got the problem. I got crack in my basement, hydrostatic uh, pressure's coming up. That's where I'm getting water. Now, I've heard, and I guess that's illegal, but if you go down about six or eight inches in your sewer drain and poke a hole in the side of that clay, that'll relieve all that pressure. True? Um, <laughs> you, you kind of put me in an awkward position, uh, but I would say, yes, it will relieve some of the pressure. What it will not do is solve your problem. It will re- just relieve some of the pressure. And, well, and it's not heavy rain like right. this. That's the only time I'll get water seepage in the cracks. That would eliminate that problem, wouldn't it? It, it could. You know, I can't give you a more definite answer, because, partly because... You know, it depends on how much water is coming out. You may have more water than is capable of taking, releasing, reliefing. Um, so, I mean, how big of a hole can you put in that pipe? Well, um, I told, was told by my brother you take a ball peen hammer and boom, <laughs> just knock a little. And, uh, is your brother a is your brother is, a, is he a plumber? A, a plumber or anything? He's a jack of all trades. <laughs> well, I won't touch that one, but. Uh, <laughs> but I understand. And, and I understand what you're trying to do, and it's a... Is it a, illegal? Uh, you know, I don't even know if it's illegal. Uh, it's, but it is not the right foot. It's really not the true fix. You, you're, just, you're just masking the problem. You, absolutely. And, you know, to do it, to solve the problem, to prevent that from ever happening again, you need to put a subsystem in. Okay, thank you. All Thanks, right. Danny. Appreciate the phone thank call. Thank you. Well, you know, that, that does put everybody in a bad spot, and, and you know, it, it is correct. I mean, you, you don't want to do something to your house that you're going to have a problem or even compound the problem down the road right. to where it's going to cost you more money. Well, absolutely you don't because it will it will eventually cost you much more money because right. then you're going to have to fix that, that pipe. Right. Um, but the other thing is you're also looking at um, you, you're trying to save money, but sooner or later it's going to have to be addressed, whether it's – when you sell the house or, you know, cause codes are starting to enforce things that in the past they didn't. And I, I'm not saying that everybody who's got a problem in their house, that they're going to have to go get everything done, but you are starting to run when they're doing house inspections. When you make a house sale, they are, people are catching that stuff and it will come back and bite you later. You know, if you did something like that to your sewer pipe, I mean, wouldn't that allow sediment and That's dirt and everything else to come that, in the pipe? And all then that stuff's coming in. That's you're going to clog you, that, and you open it up, and you are opening it up to everything. You're yeah, opening yeah, up a can of worms. Yeah, get, yeah, see what yeah, I did there? Literally, that's right. That's exactly. <laughs> You'll have all sorts of worms in your sewer. <laughs> Let's talk to Bill. Bill, you're up next on the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show on KMOX. Hi, Bill. Go ahead. Okay, this is Bill. Uh, yeah, I have a little plumbing problem in my uh, toilet leaking, and I found out that the leak is coming from one of three screws that hold the tank to the toilet. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's the back screw, and I can't get the thing off. It's all rusted, uh, corroded, and I tried everything to try to, you know, 
unscrew the boat and, and, and screw it from the top. I've just mm-hmm. been unable to get it out. And it causes a leak. This is on the second floor. It causes a leak on the first floor. Mm-hmm. It's a stain in the ceiling. So I'm going to have to try to... Uh, paint over that stain without it looking real conspicuous. So right. yeah, two two problems there. So I will tell you, sometimes you have those kind of uh, situations where you've got a bolt you just can't move, and especially if it's in a porcelain toilet. Um, there isn't a good way that I know of, at least, to come and remove that bolt. My suggestion to do to you would be to call a plumber and have him come in and replace the toilet. Because you'll never get that leak to stop. I mean, that, unfortunately, you can't just replace that bolt. If you could get the bolt out, there's you know there's some gaskets and things like that you can do, but it's really hard to make that just to to resolve that issue because you go in there, you're going to end up breaking the the bowl and the or the the tank. Right, at all, yeah, that and, the tank. You know, the good news is that then you could cut the bolt off and just put a new tank <laughs> on. So um, that, that's your other alternative, but. Yeah, I, I can't. It's not enough space in there for me to get a hacksaw blade in there. Exactly. To, to so, off. I, yeah. So, I mean, it almost it's like, I, and again, there may be a plumber may have a, a more specific solution okay. for that. But can you just take the toilet off and then do it that way? Uh, you could maybe that might that might give you enough room that you'd be able to get in there and cut it off. So, I mean, there's a couple options. You can you could pull your toilet and and do it, or you can you can bust off the tank and. Uh, Hmm. Replace the tank, or oh. or you can call a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to avoid calling a plumber. Yeah. Pretty expensive. All right, I may have to try to take the whole toilet off and try to cut off the boat. All right, all right. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right, thank well, you. Any well, any well, ideas well, regarding the painting on the uh, stain? Trying uh, to get rid of that stain. There are some stain killing paints or, or sealers you can put on. Uh, I'd put a couple of coats of that on. I, you know, it's whether it will absolutely eliminate it forever. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to say how bad the stain is. All right. Oh, what kind of product is that? Uh, something like Kills. There's there's Kills. products like that. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you so All much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Well, with that, we got to take a break. All right. You want to join us? Four three six seven nine hundred one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. Those are the phone numbers. We'll be back after these. Stick around. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Home Improvement Show on KMOX. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. Also, Denny Core in studio from Mosby Building Arts. He's answering all your questions. Here's the phone numbers, 436-7900, Hey, friends, I just want to let you know that if you're on Westbound 70, Westbound 70 at T.R. Hughes, there's a huge accident. It is blocking the right two, uh, the two right lanes. Uh, it's probably going to be a while before they clear it. Evidently, it's pretty bad. So Westbound 70 at T.R. Hughes out in St. Charles County, a uh, huge accident blocking the two right lanes. So be careful if you're in that area. You try to use an alternative route. Uh, you know, sounds like it's, uh, like it's a, a, a pretty big deal. So... Again, if you want to join us, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Boy, Denny, it seems like uh, we're just getting calls left and right about uh, basements and waterproofing and all that stuff. It is certainly the time of year for that with all the rain. It, it absolutely is. I, I suspected that might be what we'd be getting, <laughs> but, you know, you never know what you're going to get. No, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> never know, that's for sure. Let's go back to phones. How about we talk to Linda 
Hi, Linda. You're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Linda, go ahead. Hello. Oh, yes. Hello. Um, I'm calling about the gentleman who called about drilling holes in his drain pipe to relieve the hydrostatic pressure. Right. It is illegal. It is illegal. My son was looking to buy a house, and uh, the inspector caught that in the drain in this one basement, and he said, this is illegal. My son walked away from the house. Yep. So Good for your son. Yep. Yeah, just to, just to let you know. However, I do have a question. Okay. Um, he has since, well, he purchased a different house, sold that one, and purchased a house that was finished in the year 2000. It's in Arnold Imperial area. And um, the basement was all refinished. The man who redid the house had moved the sump pump and all that kind of stuff. And his sump pump was running a lot. So he called a basement system company. And the man there looked, uh, t- pulled up his drain into his new basement. And someone has drilled holes in that. And, to, and water is running in there. Uh, the water company is aware of it because everybody has called over the years about this or about water in this basement, mm-hmm. and it's groundwater. Talking to the neighbors, they say it's a spring. Mm-hmm. Is there a fix for that? If uh, you have a spring that is, like, running under your house, into your house, I'm assuming that this basement, before this happened, got flooded. That's why the whole basement was new. Oh, I'm sure, I would suspect so as well. Uh, so whenever, mm-hmm. you're, whenever you're sitting on a spring, obviously mm-hmm. you've got a source of water. And all you can do is try it. So, so when you're getting into waterproofing, you have to sometimes accept that nature is working against you. So you're exactly. going to have to take those extraordinary measures to make sure that you can put in a system that's going to be adequate. My suspicion is what you the existing system that they have is just not adequate. Adequate. It also sounds like the um, previous owner may have moved the sump pump. Is that correct? The um, this was a foreclosure that someone bought and I guess flipped for whatever you know okay. term you want to use. And he, this person, moved the sump pump from the finished part of the basement to the utility part of the basement. So, so you know, again, part of that is how is the the drainage system that feeds the sump pump getting water to it? So all of those systems are designed and they're pitched to run towards a drain. So if you're moving a drain, you obviously you need to drain. You need to repitch the drainage system. And what's happening? It sounds to me like you're not getting that that kind of drainage. It's probably been pitched to the other, you know, to where the old pump was. Does, does that make sense, uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, but this sounds like this has been an existing problem in this house even before. That probably has been. talking to a neighbor. I, I would suspect it probably has been. It sounds like it's been a, probably since the house was built, they've been fighting it. Um, it kind of sounds like the house shouldn't have been built. Well, there's, uh, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I, you know, there's a, a lot of times that things are done and uh, our, things are built on places that shouldn't, or at least they should have made sure they were being conscientious about a solution to this problem. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they knew it or not, they were obviously on a spring. So they they probably figured it out sometime during the foundation, after the foundation was poured, because it probably kept filling up with water. 
Right. But again, that's something that uh, you, can, you can't address what's been done 17 years ago. You know, all you can do is address what the problem is now and try to come up with a solution. And, I mean, do you actually know what a solution would be, I mean, for a spring? So, again, you're just going to have to make sure your system is uh, is draining properly and that you have enough sump pumps to drain the water out of there. So you're going to have a lot of water. You're going to have to probably upgrade the the quality of the pump. Uh, you may even have to put a, a bigger exhaust, the, peep, the pipe that they use to drain the pipe, the water out of the sump pump may have to mm-hmm. be a larger pump because it's just a, uh, or a larger pipe, excuse me, because they have to make sure that they're, uh, they're getting enough water through. And you're going to have to make sure that sump pump is functioning properly and is backed up. Lynn, it, Lynn, it sounds like you may need a consultant to come right. out and, and take a look, and they can probably advise you once they see what's going on. Absolutely. So you, I right. mean, you're welcome to call a company like ours, uh, and you can call us at 909-1800. Uh, that's okay. a three three one four number. Or there's other mm-hmm. other basement systems that can help. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you. Thanks, Linda. Thank Appreciate you. the phone call. Uh-huh. Let's move on. Let's talk to Drew. Hey, Drew, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Hey, guys, you're doing a great job. Appreciate the show. Thank you. Um, hey, uh, also, thanks for the traffic report. I just diverted my route, so I appreciate Perfect. that as well. Perfect. <laughs> hey, my question is this, uh, it, and it is sump pump related. I put in a great system, uh, larger pipe discharge, uh, bigger pit, hydrostatic pressure release, the whole nine yards. Did it legally, by the way. <laughs> uh, but one of the one of the things I'm thinking about doing uh, as we travel a lot is be- I'm putting in a generator. So curious as your thoughts for a home generator brand, and then also some of the the placement of this generator is causing a little bit of an issue because of code and, and window uh, restrictions. But my question, specific question is this. Do basement windows, if they're locked shut, count as far as code goes? And I'll I'll uh, let you guys talk. Uh, don't quite ex- I don't quite understand what you mean by the, what you just said about the basement windows. Well, when you place it near the house, I know there's you know codes as far as how far it can be from operable windows. Right. But do basement windows count as operable windows if you either close them and bolt them shut, or you you I think even somebody has suggested you fill them in with the glass blocks. Uh, I think if you filled it in with a glass block, it probably wouldn't be considered, it's, it wouldn't be an operating window at that point. Uh, but I think any other solution would, you'd still be considered an operating window. Okay. Um, All right, guys. Okay, thanks answer for... your question? Sure, thanks. Great. Hey, thank Drew, you. thanks for the phone call. Folks, we've got to take a quick break here, but stick around. I know, Joanne, you're up next. You want to join us? 436 7900 one 800 925 1120. You are listening to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show here on KMOX, a Saturday at your service. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Thanks, thanks for sticking with us, my friends. Uh, um, there we go. Now, if I turn on my mic, that's going to make it a lot easier. Thanks for sticking with us, my friends. <laughs> And uh, here on the Home Improvement Show, if you want to join us, we're heading up the home stretch here, 436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby. That's right. I still can't answer your questions, 
But I have Denny Core here from Mosby Building Arts answering all your questions and queries. So give us a call, 436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. Denny, back to the phones we go. Let's talk to Joanne. She's been patiently waiting. Hi, Joanne. You're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Okay, Denny. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, about 10 years ago, we put in a patio, and, and he talked us into putting the color terracotta in it. Mm-hmm. So since then, uh, we have uh, restained it with uh, Schofield uh, color. Okay. And um, the third time we did it, now it started peeling. <laughs> so I was wondering, what do we have to do? to strip that so we can start from scratch again? Um, uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know that I have 100% of the answer for you. So when you had the concrete laid, was it was a stamped concrete originally? No, no. It was just, it was regular? just concrete, and he had terracotta just, put in it. You just put the color in it? Okay. Uh-huh. And did, did they seal the concrete at that time, too? Oh, yeah, they did. Uh-huh. So I suspect what's happening is you're... The color you're putting on is probably bumping up against the sealer, and that's why it's starting to, to fail. Um, as to exactly yeah, what... Yeah, this was after, after uh, about being down for eight years. Right, right. And I know that... So what's happening is you've got uh, your, your color on, you've got a sealer, and most of the sealers are penetrating. They'll go into the concrete, deep into the concrete, and then what's happening is then that you putting other coats on top of it, it's kind of there's a, a, a barrier between where the sealer and that coating is. So before... It, so it's not sticking to concrete. Right. It's not sticking because of the, the sealer on there. That would be oh. my, my guess. Uh-huh. Um, as to exactly what you used to strip that, I don't know. Um, I will, if you want to give me a call at the office, you certainly can do that. Um, Again, our number is 909, 314-909-1800. Yeah. Right. And you got that we'll done. Do you've been listening. So you have been listening. That's good. Oh, yeah. I've been listening. <laughs> um, okay, then. But, but I would try uh, giving us a call. Uh, if I happen not to be in there, uh, ask who you do, who answers the phone. They will probably be able to direct you to the person that can answer that. Okay. Thanks, Denny. All right. Thank you, Joanne. Bye-bye. Thanks, Joanne. Let's talk to Megan. Megan, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Hey, how are you today? Good, Doing fantastic. Good. I have a quick question. I think somebody asked a similar question a little bit ago. Um, we have an 11-year-old house that we uh, have a sump pump and that works, and it um, runs pretty regularly even when it's not wet, and it does have a backup system. Do you have a recommendation or a thought on how long they usually last before they should be replaced? What we recommend is five to seven years. Five to seven years. Yes. Okay. So, so you've you've exceeded the, the life. You, you, but you know, as I said, doesn't mean it won't last for fifteen. Sure. But but the problem is, you, you don't, don't you don't want to be run run into the situation where it's not working. No. Greg, Greg no. was talking about that earlier. Right. And, I know from and, experience. Yeah. And it's yeah. It, no. We it, we did that in our old house. We don't want to experience right. that. Right. So again. I would go in and replace it. Okay. Yeah, sooner than later. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for your advice. Have Thanks. a good day. Thanks, Thank Megan. Bye-bye. You know, Denny, I always, uh, always kind of pair that up with, like, windshield wipers on your car because you never know you need them until it's raining. And then when it's not raining, you don't think about them. Well, so. that's right. And then, then you're like me, and then you realize you don't you need new ones, and you still don't do it because you don't think of it when you leave the car. So I understand exactly. Yeah, I have to do that to my wife's car now that I, now that I think about that. Well, so. you know, we're just 
we're always trying to keep you straight. I, I got to write that down because otherwise right. I'm going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's take our uh, let's take another break here. Folks, if you want to join us, we're going to head in the home stretch, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show here on KMOX, a Saturday at your service. Stick around. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, everyone. Saturday at your service. That's right. This is the Home Improvement Show on KMOX. Scott Mosby taking some time off. Greg Damon sitting in. Also, Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts answering all your questions. This is the home stretch on the Home Improvement Show going up till 2 o'clock today. Or excuse me, till 1 o'clock today when Rick Edelman will take over from there. Then uh, Car Pro. And then, of course, we got Cardinal Baseball tonight taking on the San Francisco Giants. So all sorts of great programming here on KMOX. Denny, before we get back to the phone calls, I did want to ask you uh, one thing. We've been talking about sump pumps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I tell you, you go to your local big box uh, store or, or hardware store, and they got like 35 different sump pumps that you can put in. Right. And uh, different horsepower, different gallons per minute uh, kind of deal. What about upgrading your sump pump? Is, is that something that folks should look into? Uh, you know, if you have to replace it five to seven years, should you, you know, upgrade it to a, to a bigger, better one? Uh, uh, frequently, that's a good a good thing to consider. Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on the frequency with which your system runs. I okay. mean, if it's something that a smaller pump will handle it, there's no reason to get a bigger pump. You know, it's just that it's just basic logic. Um, but there are times when, if you are uh, all of a sudden you, you know, it's not like springs just automatically show up at somebody's house. But if something all of a sudden you have a, a worse problem and it, your sump is always filling then you'll definitely want to have a more powerful pump to make sure it's it's not working as hard and it's pushing that water up and out. Uh, even when you're discharged, when you're doing when you're looking at that, I mean, this is a, again overall looking at the whole sump system. Is you want to make sure you're just not discharging it right outside the window of the, of <laughs> the foundation right and in. it runs right back in. <laughs> so you want to make sure you're taking that either to some sort of a drain or sure. some way to to, to, special, to dispel it away from the house. I mean, I'm always the you know, assumption, you know, go big or go home. So, you know, I want the V8 model, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, <laughs> sump pump. But it, is it like, you know, in the automotive world, obviously you can have a big engine, but if you can't exhaust it, it doesn't do you any good. It's the same kind of thing. You buy a bigger sump pump, right. you should upgrade the outlet on it so it's able to actually discharge that water. Great, great point. Absolutely. You have to make sure that, because you're pushing so much more water through it. So even though it probably won't kick off until, the, again, the float reaches, and it's going to sit there and project a lot more water through that system, so you have to have the, the pipe capacity, your exhaust capacity to work. Perfect. All right, back to phones we go. Let's talk to Nick. Nick, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. No, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Thank you. You know, I may have spoken with you as I was thinking about it before, but I have I live in the South City and birds are eating my house. Birds are eating your house. Okay. I got brick, and uh, it's wire sawn, I believe the name of the brick is. And in three different places, uh, birds are eating the brick. And it's, it's, the damage is quite pro- pro- profound, I must say. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I don't know how to stop them. Uh, I don't know what to do. I, I'm afraid to chase them away from where they're eating by virtue of putting some type of protective up because they'll just go to another place in the house and create more damage. Uh, but uh, it's uh, many bricks, and it's now it's it's got to the point where 
I, I have to take some type of action. I, I, I haven't put snakes out there yet. That's probably what I can do, but I don't know if you have any other well, um, thoughts. I, I have one, and, and because I, you know, I put a, a a wooden swing set out in our backyard for my kids, and we had problems with uh, birds not eating the wood, but you know, going to the bathroom all over it, and and I bought a couple of those plastic owls and hung out there. Man, them birds have never been around that place that swing set again. Probably done. Okay. Yeah, you might get some. You might be lucky and get some simple solutions. I mean, I oh, have. Where, where did you get those owls at? Oh, I'd, you can like buy, Bass Pro Shop or something like that. Yeah, there or yeah, almost any of the big, you know, even a, a home improvement store will have them. Okay. okay. Garden garden type show as well. A store will also have it. Okay. Thank right. you so much. All right. All right. Thank you. Good luck, Nick. Let's talk to Lynn. Lynn, you're up next. Hi. Thanks. I am wanting to put in a white sink in my kitchen, undermount sink. But is there a brand or a make that I don't have to worry about it staining. Uh, what kind of material Just are you talking don't about? Don't use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, no. What, do you, what kind of brand are you, uh, or excuse me, what kind of material is the sink going to be? That's, well, that's what I want to know. I want to know what I should, what kind I should get so that I don't have to worry about it staining. Um, well, there's a, a lot of them. If you get into the better quality sinks, you shouldn't have any problem with stains. I mean, it's it's uh, you, there are some of these quartz or a Corian style type of sinks. You have composite sinks. There are mm-hmm. there's porcelain sinks. All of those, but but it's just like anything. You can buy a cheap cheap version of it, or you can get a good version of it, and the good version is not going to give you a stain issue. So the Corian would be okay. A Corian type product would work. I would okay, see no great. reason why it wouldn't. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Lynn. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and talk to Betty. Hey, Betty, guess what? You're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Okay. What can I do for you? Okay. My uh, home needs to be power washed, and uh, my deck needs probably some repairs, power washed and stained. Okay. And my uh, water heater, it needs to be flushed. All right, and I, I just I, I need to know someone that could do that for me uh, professionally because the guy I had out last year, he didn't know what he was doing. Unfortunately, there's too many people out there like that. Um, you certainly can call on a, a company like ours. So we do uh, all those things. Uh, we can power wash it and repair your deck, and then also look at your hot water heater and tell you if it needs to be if. If flushing it is adequate, uh, sometimes, how old is the water heater? Uh, I, I've had it about three years. Okay. Well, it, then it, it should only need to be flushed, but uh, uh, we can certainly look at that as well. So if you'd like to call our office, you can do that as well. And mm-hmm. Our number is 314-909-1800. Okay, I got it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right. Thanks, Betty. You know, Denny, uh, you know, all these great questions we've had here today and and, and a lot of things that, that even even on the auto show when I talk to folks, you know, you just get so many opinions from, from so many different people out there, you know, whether it's your friends, whether it's your brother-in-law that may or may not be a plumber or, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, reading on this, you got, you got all these home improvement shows on TV, you know, you really need to have somebody 
that you can talk to and be able to trust, right. you know, kind of like a consultant that can come out and say, hey, look, I, I think I have a problem with this. What's my best way to go? And, and that's where you really need to hire professionals to do that. Oh, absolutely. And then making sure that when whoever comes out to talk to you, to be honest, you just have to make sure you feel good about that person. I mean, that's, that's a critical part of it. Uh, if you're not feeling warm and fuzzies from them, they're probably not the right people for you, you know. And again, part of that is looking at a project and determining what you are willing to to do to get it done correctly. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, we run into clients that you know, or potential clients that say, you know, I want to do it the cheap way. We, I will tell you, we will just tell them that we're not the good match. We just need right. to find not a difference. So, sure. so we want, we're always pushing, making sure that you get a good quality project and make sure that the right solution is figured out all the time. Uh, you know, that, that's just, to me, it's common sense, but I know people are sometimes driven by money and that, that can always get you, you know, sometimes you can be lucky and that's the best way I can put it. Sometimes you can be lucky. Uh, a lot of times you're going to run into people that just don't either they don't know what they're talking about or they're trying to do something just to Shortcut. get your money and, and put it in their pocket and take it out of yours. Well, how many times have you seen with uh, folks that had that masonite siding that was just rotting away and they would come and just put siding right over top of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was done all the time. I, and, you know, my own experiences in siding, and I used to see that all the time. So that's a real common type of issue. You know, it's it's... It's kind of amazing to me that when you hire a professional that they don't either tell you everything you need to know or give you options on what you need to do. So case in point, we had a roof put on our house 15 years ago mm -hmm. and uh, talked to the, 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 the roofing guy. You know, we interviewed several people about it. And uh, I was always told, hey, you should have a ridge vent on your house. Make sure your house is well ventilated. Right. So I talked to him and they put a ridge vent in on it, you know, got the roof done, everything else. Here several years later, I'm talking to Scott and he's like, well, do you have gable vents? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You're probably, you know, you, you have too much ventilation. Now. Right. You've short-circuited your system. Correct. So that's me up there when 100 degrees trying to put stuff over my gable vents, trying to, you know. Yeah, why is it that we always do it when it's 100 and not when it's like <laughs> 50 or 60 would be comfortable? That's, but... the, only time, that's the only time I have. <laughs> but, but that's, you know, those are kind of things that when you're dealing with a company like ours, you're always going to be getting a thorough and uh, solution for it. A lot of the problem is a lot of people don't know it. I mean, there are companies and roofers that are, you know, maybe the roofing guy has no clue. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe the guy who, who the owner is will tell the client that that's what he's going to do, but he doesn't necessarily pass it all the way sure. through. So a good line of communication, both with you and the client, and then also you and the people that are doing the work for you. you know, it's important to make sure that everybody understands what has to be done. Uh, a huge piece of, of making sure that we are, are thorough, you know, and thorough is important. Well, Denny, I've got to tell you, time just flies every time we do the show, and uh, it's been so much fun. We've only got a couple minutes left. Give you the information one more time. Where can you get a hold of you? So you can reach uh, us at uh, callmosby.com is your first one, and 909 1800. Thank you, folks. We'll see you next time.